You know, I read somewhere that when you toured Japan with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, you secretly took movies of the Tokyo skyline that were later used to plan the wartime bombing of the city. I also ran across some stories reporting that you served in the OSS during the war and speculating that you were with the CIA well into the 50s. That's about all I know. You know, there are several chapters to the saga. How much time do you have? Well, what is it now, about one i I'm on for dinner at 6, so we've, uh, we've got some time to burn, I said, as we strolled by the old well at the heart of the campus and began heading towards Franklin Street and Chapel Hill's quaint downtown village. Okay, I'm going to tell you some things about those years, Mr. Larson. The fact of the matter is that I probably don't have too much time left on this earth, and there isn't much reason for secrecy anymore. Even more important, Eckert, I need your help with something, and I think that I can trust you. But more about that later. My heart skipped a beat at the mention of Mo needing my help. What in the hell am I getting myself into, I wondered. But I plunged ahead anyway, not seriously giving any consideration to cutting Mo off. Great, I offered. I'm all ears. As we walked west along Franklin Street towards the adjoining town of Carborough, Mo shared fantastic stories about his war experiences with the OSS. It was a dangerous time, Eckert. The United States had never had a full-time professional spy organization before, and we were pretty much winging it. We recruited smart people to break codes and analyze complex intelligence data. Mo told me about several close scrapes and one torrid love affair in Italy prior to Mussolini's fall. He gave a detailed account of his most important mission— infiltrating a scientific conference in Zurich, Switzerland, to assess the likelihood of the Germans developing an atomic bomb. I was charged with assassinating Werner Heisenberg, the lead scientist on the German A-bomb project. Following his presentation of a scientific paper, I managed to take a lengthy walk with Heisenberg and question him in great detail. Fortunately for both of us, it became clear to me that the Germans did not have the capacity to produce the bomb. Both of you? Yes, both of us. I would have killed him, because so much was at stake, but I liked Heisenberg, and I really didn't want to shoot him. Also, I'm not sure that I could have made it out of there alive. We walked for several miles around the Chapel Hill and Carborough business districts and the adjoining residential areas, and then began heading in the direction of the Carolina Inn on the northwest edge of the campus. You know, in this business, it's necessary sometimes to take risks, putting your trust in carefully selected individuals, your own life and the lives of others can depend on such people, Eckert. I've decided that you are such an individual, which is why I'm sharing with you that I'm here on a CIA assignment. After about ten minutes, the river began picking up speed again. As we started sliding down the rapids in the same order that Maxine had previously dictated, I began worrying that things might spiral out of control. I wasn't so worried about Olivia and me, because Olivia was really damned good at this, but what about the others? Suddenly, we began moving much faster. The approaching rocks didn't appear any larger or more dangerous than those we had already conquered, but it looked like the overall run might be quite a bit longer. And then, as we entered the whitewater, Olivia cried out, Larson, there's not enough light. The shadows are gone. Unless they're sticking out way above the surface, I can't see the rocks in front of us. We'll be okay, I shouted. We'll be okay. No sooner were the words out of my mouth than we hit a rock head on. Olivia flipped forward, falling head over heels out of the front of the canoe. In a flash, I passed her by as she was flailing in the water. Olivia! Olivia! I screamed, glancing back at her. 
Seeing a little pool to my left, I desperately steered the canoe towards it and jumped out, landing on my feet in water about chest deep, beyond the rip of the white water. As Olivia swept by, I frantically extended my paddle to her. Somehow she grabbed it and held on, and I pulled her towards me. "'Christ, are you all right?' "'Soaked cold,' she sputtered. "'I hit my head pretty hard on a rock, but I didn't swallow any water. Thank God for this life jacket. This is why I always tell you to wear a life jacket, Larson.' I get your point, honey, and I'm so glad to see that you're making the most of a teachable moment. There was still enough light for me to see blood oozing from a gash at the front of Olivia's temple. I pulled out a wet bandana from my back pocket and handed it to her.